I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. back to Carter and Lowry. It is episode number 22. Uh, me and Sam are speaking to you from, uh, it is actually Monday for us, instead of when, you know, this is coming out on Tuesday, but we're recording on Tuesday um, because we wanted to, you know, really just talk about the games from the NCAA tournament that happened on Sunday. You know, we, we want to have them fresh in our mind and uh, not really, you know, think about the games. They're going to happen uh, today on Monday. All right. So, Sam, let's get started with the first game of the day. A bit of an upset. Loyola Chicago 71, Illinois 58. Were you surprised at how flat Illinois came out? Yeah, I kind of was, but I was more surprised on how Loyola Chicago came out. Um, I guess I shouldn't be because they do, like we saw in uh, 2019, that they have that kind of fire. And obviously with Sister Jean, um, you see that a whole lot. Yeah, uh, they played amazing. I mean, they were just a better team. And I knew I felt like I knew uh, Illinois was a little bit weak, but I did not expect them to go down this early. And moving on to the next game, uh, Baylor handles Wisconsin 76-63. Uh, Sam, any surprises here? No, it's just more the same uh, for the one seeds. You know. All right, and a bit of an upset in our next game. Number 11, Syracuse, 75, and number 3, West Virginia, 72. Uh, did you expect this at all? Um, yeah, I kind of did, just because I've seen Syracuse play uh, a lot this season, and they are a very, um, they're a very strong team, and it did not surprise me at all that they came out strong against West Virginia. Yeah, you guys, you got guys like Buddy Beheim and Dolajai, and I mean, they just play that little zone defense, and they shoot over over the top of you, and it has worked so far. Um, I picked them to beat San Diego State, but I did not expect them to make it all the way to the Sweet Sixteen. But I think they're a legitimate threat uh, with the uh, you know the way that that bracket has panned out to make it to the Final Four, and uh, we'll see how things uh, turn out. But moving on, uh, Arkansas survives against Texas Tech, sixty-eight, sixty-six. Sam, what can you tell us from this game? I was kind of disappointed because I really like Texas Tech. Um, but uh, obviously, like we saw when Arkansas came back against uh, Colgate, they they just kind of maintained that energy that they had throughout the second half of that game. So didn't surprise me. Yeah, um, uh, what I was really surprised at was that Mac McClung did not really have a great game in this tournament. Obviously, you know, they handle business against uh, – who was that that they played? Hold on one second. They played Utah State. And he did not play very well in that game, and he did not play very well against Arkansas here. And that really surprised me. He's a great player, um, but a little bit disappointing. You know, he transferred there from Georgetown. So uh, I guess we'll just uh, see how his future pans out. Uh, but moving on. Uh, number two, Houston survives against Rutgers, sixty-three to sixty. Sam, what happened here? Um, well, we saw later, 
like late in the game. I think uh, Rutgers sort of blew it, but yeah. that's just what happens when you're going up against a uh, a top seed. So doesn't surprise me. But what does surprise me is how close they were able to keep it throughout the whole game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Houston plays for the rest of this tournament. Obviously, you know, the best points-per-game defense in the country. So I think they played very strongly at the end of this game. That really helped them close it out. Uh, made some clutch free throws. You got some big stops. And, uh, you know, they're moving on. And moving on, perhaps, you know, everyone's favorite game of the day, number 15 Oral Roberts wins again, beating Florida 81-78. to Sam, take it away. I did actually catch the end of this game, and I think Oral Roberts was down one, and they were able to take that lead, and then they were able to just finish the game without uh, Florida taking over again. So I'm 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 really excited uh, about that one. Yeah, I know there's a lot of excitement uh, surrounding the whole Oral Roberts Cinderella story. Um, but I have a lot of fears uh, against Arkansas. You know, they are not a great defensive team. They got very lucky against Ohio State, I think. Um, Ohio State and Florida did not shoot particularly well. Uh, but Max Abmas, you know, keeping it going. You know, he's the best scorer in the country. We'll see how he does. But, you know, I know everybody outside of Arkansas will be cheering for Oral Roberts. On, uh, that game will be on Saturday. So uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. But what a story this year. And uh, moving on, we got North Texas getting absolutely destroyed by Villanova. They lost by 23 points. Sam, any uh, anything special here? Well, I turned on this game when it was at halftime, and it was 47 to 27 at the halftime break. So I decided that I'd watch another game instead. Um, I was very disappointed on how. Uh, the Mean Green came out this game. I thought that with that win against uh, Purdue that they would still kind of have that fire uh, that they did, but it just didn't pan out this time. Yeah, uh, even without uh, Gillespie, you know, Villanova has been spectacular. Obviously, you know, they got the two national champions championships in the last four tournaments. So they are definitely, you know, an experienced team. You know, with Jay Wright, he's got that championship experience. And uh, I look for them to make a big push in this tournament. Uh, but the last game of the night, Oregon State shocking Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State, 80-70. to Sam, did you see this one coming? Not at all. Not at all. I, I thought coming into this game that Cade uh, Cunningham was one of the best players in the country. But... Him and his team just kind of came out flat. Again, they they were hitting later in 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 the game, but they just couldn't keep up with uh, Oregon State. So, all right. Well, that is it. Uh, those are the only games we had on uh, Sunday. But Sam, before we send it over to future Dean and Sam, let's talk about your picks uh, for the. Sweet 16, I mean the Sweet 16 that is coming up. Uh, these games will be on Saturday. So we'll start with the first game in the Midwest at 2.40. You got number 8, Loyola Chicago versus number 12, Oregon State. Who you got? Um, Oregon State looked really good against um, 
against Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. So, unfortunately, as much as I like Loyola Chicago, I do have to go with Oregon State. It's a bit of a surprise. I'm definitely going to say Loyola. Uh, they came out just as good as Oregon State against Oklahoma State against Illinois. They took down one of the best teams in the country. You know, they're shooting the three ball extremely well. They're playing great defense. And, I mean, you know, you see it. Vegas has them as the third most likely team to win the national championship. And I think that is well-deserved. Um, they have played incredible in the first two games of this tournament. And I definitely think they will beat Oregon State. Actually, they will beat Oregon State. You can hold me to it. Loyal Chicago is going to beat Oregon State on Saturday. It's uh, documented. It's documented. You know, I'll play it back. But I think Loyola Chicago, they're definitely going to win this game. All right, moving on to the 5-15 game. Possibly, you know, the most normal matchup we have. You got number one Baylor against number five Villanova. Who you got? Um, Villanova looked really good against uh, North Texas. But again, that's North Texas. So I got to go with the number one seed Baylor. Yeah, I got to agree with you, you know. They came out, you know, they played two pretty good games. And uh, I feel like Villanova, you know, they had a tough game against Winthrop. Dominated North Texas, so they're a little bit of an unknown to me right now. You know, I haven't really got to watch a ton of them in this tournament. But definitely, you know, the highest ranked matchup. And probably the most intriguing matchup for most of you out there. Uh, number three, Arkansas against number 15, Oral Roberts. Sam, can the Golden Eagles keep it going? I just don't think that uh, Max Amos and the rest of the team can take down Arkansas, who is, I think, that the way they've been playing looked better than um, how Florida and Ohio State looked um, against Oral Roberts. So I think the road ends here for the Golden Eagles. I'm going to definitely agree with you. Uh, Arkansas has played two solid games. But the only concern I would have for the Razorbacks is in both their games, they kind of got out and came in a little sluggish. Uh, in Colgate's game, they Colgate had a 14-point lead to them uh, with only like – we're only 15 minutes into the game. And I know that Oral Roberts, they can score. So if Oral Roberts gets out to a 15-point lead, I think they can definitely win this game. Obviously, you know, any team can do that if with a 15-point lead. Um, but I, if Oral Roberts gets off to a really good start, I think the upset potential is definitely there. But my pick would be Arkansas. All right, and the nightcap, number 11, Syracuse versus number two, Houston. Sam, who you got? I got to go with Syracuse because I think Syracuse is better than Rutgers, and they're obviously um, better than uh, uh, better than Cleveland State. Um so I got to go with Syracuse just based off how they've been playing, knocking down the threes. Buddy Bayheim and uh, Dolajai. I think that I think that uh, Syracuse can pull off the upset. I have to agree with you that they um, have been playing very well, but Houston is such a great defensive team. Um, like I mentioned, you know the best points per game defensive team in the country, and. I don't know. I feel like they can really lock down. Syracuse can too, so it'll be a, definitely it'll be a, a bit of a slugfest, um, a very defensive battle. Uh, but that's going to be about it for uh, me and Sam on Monday. Uh, we're going to send it over to future Dean and Sam. They're going to be talking to you 
on Tuesday, and they're going to be talking about the games that are happening on Monday. So let's go ahead and send it over. All right, and we are back now. It is um, Tuesday. I'm losing track of myself here. But um, it is Tuesday, and we're here to talk about the Monday games. So, Sam, let's get it started with uh, the first game. A bit of an upset. Uh, Iowa going down um, you know, to Oregon, 95 to 80. What happened here? Um, Oregon just came out hot um, and got way ahead of uh, Iowa. And Iowa could never come back. Although uh, Luca Garza... Did have an incredible game. He could not uh, bring a victory to Iowa. Yeah, that is uh, the end of his tenure at Iowa. Um, a great player. Expected to be the National Player of the Year this year. Um, but that is it for him. And he will look to uh, enter the NBA draft. And uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Um, I think that will be in uh, August, the NBA draft this year. Uh, but moving on to uh, some other games. you got Gonzaga beating Oklahoma. Uh, no surprise there. And uh, Creighton beating Ohio. I mean, obviously those games were pretty expected. But if it had been an upset and a bit of a shocker, uh, the last game I want to talk about in the Western region, USC beats Kansas by 34 points. Sam, did you see this coming at all? No, I didn't. I guess I guess the uh, Pac-12 is a lot better than a lot of people thought. They were, I think, 5-0 and up until... Uh, Colorado lost, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and uh, moving on, uh, like you mentioned, Colorado lost. Uh, Florida State beats them by 18. I didn't really, you know, expect Florida State to lose, but a great game played by them. They've been very solid, and they will definitely uh, be a threat to make the Final Four. And the UCLA cruises past Abilene Christian, uh, 67-47. Really no surprises there. Alabama beats Maryland 96-77. So a lot of just, you know, kind of blowouts. But the best game of the night, I think, was Michigan 86, LSU 78. Sam, what can you tell us about this game? Um, It was a great game up until the end. It was very back and forth. Uh, Michigan would go on a run. Then LSU would go on a run. But, um... Uh, right there at the end, you kind of saw LSU. They stopped hitting their shots, and the game sort of slowed down in favor of Michigan. Um, so I attribute LSU's loss to that. Um, but Michigan's a great team. Yeah, um, you know, you, I watched this entire game, and you were able to see Michigan, you know, really slow LSU down. Uh, Kim Thomas came out with his hair on fire. You know, he hit every shot, so that kind of told a different story. But Michigan, when they slowed it down, got it inside of their bigs, and they were almost on softball on the defensive end. You know, they were shutting everything else she was doing down. And uh, now let's look ahead to the Sweet 16 in the uh, with the left side of the bracket, I guess. Uh, Sam, you got Gonzaga Creighton. Who you got? Um, I got to go with Gonzaga just because they are just so dominant. And Creighton's not going to do it. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do it. And uh, moving on, a bit of a surprise here. You got USC versus Oregon. Oregon looked really good yesterday against Iowa. 
so did Southern Cal against Kansas. But I gotta I gotta give the edge to Oregon just because they've played less games and uh, they played a stronger team in Iowa. So I gotta give them the edge. And what about Michigan Florida State? I would consider this to be the best game uh, on that side of the bracket for the Sweet Sixteen. Uh yeah, yeah because you got two really good defensive teams. I still have to go with Michigan just because their offense is better than Florida State's. But um, I'd, I'm really looking forward to see what uh, Florida State's defense can do. And what about UCLA-Alabama? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb on this one and go with, uh, with UCLA just because of how strong the Pac-12's been doing. And I watched a little bit of the uh, UCLA game yesterday and um, on Saturday. And they are a really good offensive team. So I'm going to give the edge to UCLA. And looking at our bracket group, uh, we got David still in front by a considerable margin. We does have Alabama as his champion. Um, so I expect them to lose at some point pretty soon. But he is held tough. He still has all of his final four teams. And that is just incredible. He's filled a great bracket. But I do want to point out our college basketball analyst, uh, Reed Weichel, is in last place right now. So, you know, you failed us, Reed. And uh, I guess, you know, maybe next year for you. Um, but a lot of interesting things are going to happen next weekend. We'll be back with a Sweet 16 update on Monday. That is Monday. And uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do with uh, episode number 23. Uh, but that is going to be it for our college basketball segment. And we're going to send it over uh, to a pretty, you know, uh, downright terrible week. For the Hornets. All right, welcome back. And uh, a bit of a somber mood uh, surrounding the Hornets this week. Uh, but first, let's get a look at the games. Um, the Hornets were 1-3 and three this week. Uh, they dropped down. They're now at 500 at 21-21, sitting at 6 in the Eastern Conference. Uh they lost uh, to the Nuggets, Lakers, and Clippers, and then beat the Spurs. Uh, nice win last night. And uh, next week, the Hornets will play the Rockets on Wednesday, the Heat on Friday, and the Suns on Sunday. Um, some interesting stats. Uh, the Hornets are now 16-0 and when they hold a lead after the third quarter, which I thought was a pretty cool stat. And uh, just goes to show, you know, when we get ahead, uh, we were able to close our games pretty well. And we played the Rockets on Wednesday, and they just snapped last night a 20-game losing streak uh, after trading James Harden. So, you know, they found their way back on track. Hopefully the Hornets that can be the start of a new losing streak for them. And uh, Sam, why don't you give us our Player of the Week? So our Hornets uh, Player of the Week this week is Gordon Hayward, who had an efficient 27 points in the Hornets' win. Yeah, uh, great performance from Gordon, and a way to step up after what happened against the Clippers, what we're talking about now. Uh, LaMelo Ball breaks his right wrist and is out indefinitely, likely for the season. Maybe he can come back for the playoffs. Sam, just give me your first reaction. Well, I never thought I would say this, but it saddens me um, because he kind of was the star of the team. There are other really great players. I'm not saying he was the best on the team, but he certainly brought a lot of positive energy, um, and I think that is going to hurt the Hornets. 
And so I love, you know, hearing just from a, you know, you're, I would consider you a casual NBA fan. Um, how much does this decrease your excitement um, about this season as a whole for the Hornets? Um, it does a little bit, but not not too much, just because I know that LaMelo had a great team around him. So I think that uh, they'll make they'll make do without him. But yeah, uh, the Hornets currently have a forty five percent chance to make the playoffs, according to five thirty eight. So uh, hopefully, still holding out hope. Um, but a tough April is ahead. You know, playing against the Nets, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. But if any team can do it, it's this one. You know, probably on just a skill-wise, probably the best team the Hornets have had since uh, the Hornets left, the original Hornets left and went to New Orleans. So, um, you know, exciting times, but obviously heartbreaking with that injury. But let's look at the top dogs. you got the 76ers. Who sit at the first seed in the Eastern Conference? You get the Nets at the two seed, the Bucks at the three seed, and the Heat, who are trailing significantly behind those top three, uh, is the Miami Heat at 22 and 21. Sam, what's going on at West? So the Jazz still hold the first spot at 31 and 11 in the West, and then coming in at second is the Suns at 28 and 13. Then in third is the Lakers at 28 and 15. And then the Clippers hold the fourth spot at 28 and 16. And uh, we usually do points, rebounds, and assists. But at this point, you know, the leaders have stayed consistent. Bradley Beal, Clint Capella, James Harden. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, probably bring that back if a change happens. But um, it looks like those three are going to be able to hold on and win those uh, points, rebounds, and assists championships, respectively. Uh, but into some other news, LeBron James goes down this week uh, with a high ankle sprain, uh, severely affecting that team. And I expect the Lakers to make a significant slide in the standings. Um, but before uh, you know that happens, the trade deadline is coming up on Thursday. And so Sam, now with Lamelo going down with an injury, should the Hornets make a trade? Um, I don't think that it's needed. So I think you just leave the Hornets like they are. They've got a yeah. lot of guards to replace Lamelo. I completely agree with you. Um, and we have a young team, and I say we let it ride. You know, maybe we get the seventh seed, and we can get that playoff experience. You know, guys like Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and, uh, you know, Terry should extent. You know, he had that nice run with Boston in 2018. Um, but, you know, the future is very bright, even with Lamella going down. So I say you stick with this team. Um, you know, I think you want to trade if you're an older team and you really want to push for that championship like the Nets did, obviously. But, um a lot of action will be happening at the trade deadline, and we will catch you up on that on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, that is going to do it for this episode of Cardin Lowry. Sam, any final thoughts from you? Nope. All right, uh, that's all, and uh, thanks for listening.